Hi, I'm Greg Lefebvre, and this is The Compulsive Storyteller, a collection of short, personal stories about real events from my life that I can't help telling over and over again. Many of these stories prove the old adage that life can be stranger than fiction. I've decided to make a podcast where with each episode, I retell one of the best of these stories with music and sound. My therapist thinks that maybe in this way, I'll be able to stop compulsively retelling my stories. Well, we'll see about that. This week's story is about a trendy Russian club in Soho, where a window between the women's room and men's room leads to a very ugly short-term relationship. Pravda means truth. A few years back, a very hip restaurant bar called Pravda opened in the Soho section of Manhattan. Pravda is the Russian name for truth and was also the name for the main Russian Communist Party newspaper. For years, it was often quoted by name in the U.S. press, but with Putin's complete takeover of the party in the country, you rarely see any reference to Pravda anymore. Pravda the bar was located in the basement of an old building that was entered from the street by descending a dark emergency stairway to the basement. The door handle was a hammer and sickle, nicely crafted with smooth edges on all sides. Inside, the interior ceiling was a series of broad, low, tiled arches that looked like those you might find in some older European subway stations. The bar was immediately to your left after three steps down, and then the room spread out into the dining area. On one side of the dining area was a grand staircase with broad steps at its base that narrowed as they ascended to the cigar bar and bathrooms above. One night I was there with a male friend of mine to have drinks at the bar. This was back when Pravda was a hot spot. Most new clubs in Manhattan have a three-year arc. They start out being the place to go for those in the know, celebrities, power brokers, hipsters, and the like, with a gatekeeper and a bouncer on the street who have a list and an attitude, letting pass only those who are well-known or on the list or are beautifully dressed, beautiful women who can only add to the allure of the place. I'd cultivated the doorman, so we got to proudly pass the crowd waiting behind the red silk cord and walk right in. Over time, though, such places get discovered. The rich and the famous move on to the next new hot spot, and the crowds become more pedestrian, with lots more suits and tourists who want to be cool. Finally, most places end up being filled with bridge and tunnel people. A snarky Manhattanite's expression for people from Long Island, Staten Island, or New Jersey who come over a bridge or through a tunnel to get there. This whole phenomenon was perfectly summed up when Yogi Berra, the Yankee catcher, famously said, It's too crowded. No one goes there anymore. After we'd had our first drink, I needed to use the bathroom. And as I ascended the wide staircase, a lovely, tall, long-legged, blue-eyed blonde, who turned out to be Russian, was climbing next to me. As we got to the top, and were now side by side, I noticed that the bathroom names were in Russian, 
so I struck up a conversation with her about which was which. She teased me, and she said she was not going to tell me and that I would have to figure it out for myself. So I chose one and went in, and the one that I'd entered had a urinal, so I knew that I'd guessed right. But this men's room was different because it also had a window to the women's room next door. Although it was frosted, you could still kind of see what was going on in the other room. My lovely newfound Russian friend knocked on the glass from her side and waved at me, which I found intriguing and sexy. So I did my business and left, lingering a bit outside until she came out, and we had a nice chat about Russia and New York and Pravda. We were getting along famously, and as we walked down the stairs, I could see that her group, which was sitting at a big round table to our left, was looking up at her, probably because she'd been gone for a while. At this point, she unceremoniously turned her back on me and walked away toward her group without a word, no goodbye, no nothing. As I returned to the bar, I thought to myself that this was a bit rude and crude, but there was no shortage of such people in New York. Half an hour later, as my friend and I were finishing our second round, she reappeared, all smiles and giggles. She put her elbow on my shoulder and leaned in on me, whispering a sexy, hello baby, how you doing, in her thick Russian accent. I said that I was fine and introduced her to my friend, and then she ordered four top-shelf mixed drinks from the bartender. When he walked over carrying a cluster of tall, variously colored champagne flutes, she looked at him and raised her hand over my head. In the mirror, I could see her pointing her finger down at the top of my head, meaning that I was going to pay for them. So I raised my finger above my head and shook it left to right, meaning that I wasn't going to pay for them. Then she looked at me and in a not-so-sexy accent said, You cheap fuck. To which I replied, Wow, you're a real piece of work. Then she tried to pick up the drinks, but the bartender stopped her and said, No, no, leave the drinks, get the money. My guess was that he'd had trouble with her before. She called him a cheap fuck as well. Just then, three young guys in tight suits and ties pushed up to us at the bar. I guessed that they were from Wall Street. She grabbed the tallest, best-looking one by the necktie, reeled him in close, and said, Give me a kiss. He proceeded to give her a fairly long kiss, much to the amazement and jealousy of his two buddies. And then she said, Buy me some drinks. Sure, sure. He quickly took out his wallet and paid for the drinks. He looked like his head was still spinning from the kiss. She then wrapped both hands around the drinks and said to the bartender, my friend, and me, that's how it's done. She turned on her five-inch heel and was gone. While the Wall Street guy was pulling himself together, trying to figure out what had just happened, the bartender, my friend, and I all looked at each other, and I said, wow, can you imagine? Someday, some guy's going to be married to her. Laughter all around. Then my friend added sadly, yeah, and the kids won't stand a chance. With that, the bartender concluded, ain't that the truth? As with so many hot spots, Pravda is now gone. Recently, I went back for a look, mistakenly expecting that it had been replaced by an expensive sneaker store. I found the gate of the emergency stairs open, along with the downstairs door. The hammer and sickle had been replaced by a standard doorknob. I walked in, calling out hello a few times before a woman came out from the kitchen. She had worked at Pravda and now managed Gospel, 
the club's replacement. She pointed out the changes that had been made. There was no longer a mirror behind the bar. The arches, which were structural, were also removed at great cost. The ceiling had been soundproofed with furniture cushions, an odd choice. And the upstairs bathroom and cigar bar were gone, making room for a new first floor entrance, which fed patrons directly down the stairs into the club. The thing that I came away with was that with just a couple bare bulbs burning and the crowd gone, there was nothing at all special about the place. In fact, it was almost bleak. But give a room some smoke and mirrors, the right lighting and the right crowd, and it can become a magical place, which of course completely defies the truth. Impulsive Storyteller is produced by Peter Kokoma and me, Greg Lefebvre. Our theme music was made by Peter Kokoma. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love your help sharing the show. Please subscribe to The Compulsive Storyteller on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, and it would be great if you'd leave a review. Follow the show on Instagram, at The Compulsive Storyteller, and check out our website for more information at thecompulsivestoryteller.com. Thanks for listening. And if you didn't like this one, the next one will be another story. Mm-hmm.